Hey, and welcome to Trail Trials, the video review section of irunfar.com. My name is Travis Lyles, and in this video, we're going to take a look at the Apple Watch Ultra, and we're going to ask that question, is it ultra? And I think as it goes to irunfar specifically, is this something you can and would wear for an ultra marathon? Let's check it out. All right, so before we really dig in, I want to talk a little bit about what this review is going to be and what it's not going to be. This device has been out for a while. There are updates coming to it in later parts of the summer. I'm recording this in roughly middle of July right now. Um, there have been some updates that have come out since I've got it. I'm going to do my darndest to be as accurate as I can about where we are today. And I'll also plan on doing a supplemental video as time goes on when I think features get added on that are very applicable to either my critiques or our sport of ultra running in general and where that makes sense because that's the difference between this and like a shoe. A shoe is a shoe and where it is today is, is gonna be where it is tomorrow until a new version comes out. This is gonna get software updates, firmware updates, things can change and be added over time. And because of that, we have to think about this as a little bit of a point in time review and also that this is not going to be an exhaustive tech review there's a bunch of those out there already that talk about apple watch that are going to talk about health features that are going to talk about all the things the smartwatch features that this does i'm trying to condense this down as well as i can into if i am an ultra runner which i am how do i think about this watch how does it fit into my world my sport world of ultra running and if i'm going to spend on a high-end device to track my runs is this one that makes sense given what i do and i hope to answer that by the end of this i really want to talk about my experience with it how i think about it and really taking my 15 plus years of of ultra running and everything from multi-day events to 100 mile races, the 50Ks, to exploring out in the backcountry, uh, circumnavigating a, a volcano, whatever. I'm taking all of that and bringing that to this review. I work in technology as my job and I'm interested in technology. Um, so I'm going to kind of try to bring as much of that as I can together and give you the best sort of look as it is today. Bear with me. Um, hope to share some really great information with you. Let's get moving. All right, let's start by kind of looking at the overall sort of layout here of, of the watch. So a couple of things to talk about. So first off is this is an all titanium case. It's 49 millimeters. And for a reference point, like that's a pretty big sports watch. Uh, I am a small person. I'm five foot five. I'm 135 pounds. Um, I've got fairly small wrists. These watches have presence, but they're not crazy big. They are definitely, though, in a big sports watch. And if you kind of look at the two of these compared, this is the Garmin Phoenix 7 Solar Sapphire. Lots of words there. And the Apple Watch Ultra. And the difference really is one square and one circle. But just for a reference point, kind of of size to size, these would fall definitely on the larger size of the sports watch category. Um, and there's a lot going on here in terms of sensors and GPS and bigger battery, especially compared to like if you've only used a, a regular Apple Watch. Um, but the case is made out of all titanium, so very much a kind of big, chunky case. Titanium is a fairly lightweight metal, um, so it's 
fairly light for, for the size that it is. It has a very large and bright OLED screen, which just means like blacks are really black, but if you've got an iPhone Pro, um, this is the same type of screen, obviously much smaller, so it's really bright, really vivid. Um, in terms of navigation, you have a couple of things to work with here. One is the digital crown, and it does a couple of different things. Um, one, as you can see on this, it gives you a red face, which is kind of cool, so if you don't want something super bright, you can turn to that. If you're in the, you know, camping or whatever it is, that's kind of a fun little uh, function to have. Um, but it also works as scrolling through the apps. Again, this is a smart watch, so uh, you are going to interact with it uh, through applications. And of course, you can do touch on that as well uh, as the crown. And then over here on the right, there is another button, and that will kind of pop you into your recently opened applications. Again, you can use that crown to, to sort of scroll through this. Touch, though, is still a fairly decent interaction point with this watch and that is definitely something to keep in mind uh, as an example here uh, if we go into weather um, you can scroll through some of this information as you can see here but if i want to go back to kind of the the all up list of of locations that i'm at i have to touch on the screen and sort of hit that that point uh, to get back through so touch is a a requirement as you work with this and we'll talk a little bit more about that later and then over here on the side, uh, the thing that is different from the rest of the Apple line is this action button. And the action button is, for all intents and purposes, a shortcut, a deep shortcut button into your workout application. So you see when I hit that button, what happened is it went into the workout app. And now it's waiting for a GPS signal to start. Uh, that is a function that you can turn on uh, or turn off. It can just start automatically when you hit that, or you can wait for your signal to be fully intact. Um, and once you've got that ready to go, you're, you're good. And uh, you hit that button again, and that will start your workout. And you can kind of edit this button a little bit to do some different things, but it's effectively going to here, and I have it mapped to workout, and then uh, outdoor run is the specific one that I have it, uh, that it, that it goes to when I start the device. A couple other things that I'll call out here. You'll notice these big holes here. This is a speaker. There are microphones on this as well, and those are gonna act in a couple of functions, uh, but mainly for talking to your voice assistant on the Apple world. Uh, it also acts as a siren. You can actually take a phone call on this device as well and talk to your wrist, um, which is oddly satisfying. Sapphire glass crystal, and that is, for the most part, unscratchable or extremely hard to scratch. I'm sure there's scenarios of it, but I've had many, many sports watches and mechanical watches through the years with sapphire glass, and I don't know of any of them that's really ever had anything too extreme. And, and I go to rocky places and, and don't baby things uh, and have been really pleased with sort of how this works. A little bit on the straps. These straps are all removable. Um, this is the trail loop here, probably the one that's most uh, viable, I'd say, for, for most people, especially with running. It's a little bit stretchy. Um, it conforms to the wrist really well. It's got some stretch to it, but it, but it gets a nice uh, snug fit, which means that it's going to lock down and get your heart rate readings uh, fairly well because you want kind of as dark as can be underneath the watch to, to make sure that it's doing what, what it needs to. Uh, to take those heart rate readings, those pulse ox readings, all that type of stuff that, that you kind of expect. Um, they are easily changed out. You kind of push these little buttons here at the bottom. This is called an alpine loop. 
I kind of like the aesthetic of this. That's just personal preference here, um, but very simple to, to change in and change out. Lots of third-party options. Apple makes a whole bunch uh, that you can go take a look at and kind of change the look and feel uh, of the device as you see fit. All right, let's look at what this would kind of look like when you're out on a workout. So, you know, if you're going to go out for your run, you're going to hit your button. It's going to open workout. Again, you can map it to about whatever you want here. Uh, even some third-party applications, which we'll talk about here in a bit. Uh, that arrow indicates that I've got my GPS signal. What I will say about this is I did turn on cellular as an option because I wanted to really put this thing through the paces. So this is going to use GPS. It's going to use cellular functions. It's going to use the pedometer functions, and it's going to lay down some really good GPS tracks. So when I compare it to other uh, devices that I have, I've never seen anything big of a swing one way or the other in terms of the quality of the track or losing signal. Uh, in fact, it'll even do some really smart things if you're in like crowded downtown areas because Apple Maps has some integration here, like the same one that's on your phone, it can fill in some gaps and figure some things out. So really good GPS um, in terms of how that's going to play out. Now, you can use your digital crown and sort of work your way through your different screens here. So heart rate, training, um, different types of, of splits, your, your pace, whatever it is. There's a lot of options here that you can go through and customize to make it kind of look the way that you want. This is one that's specific to elevation, so it will show like a chart in terms of the elevation gain that's going on here. Uh, these are all my own settings. And then you've got your music uh, options also here because this is a smartwatch and you can just plug your headphones in uh, and directly take off from there. So what you'll probably notice through all of this is it's just some, some base function type tracking. And again, heart rate, all that information is going to be exactly like you expect it to be. Um, it's going to track. It's going to give you your pace. does a great job of, of keeping all that information in. When you're done, it's actually going to upload into Apple Health. You're going to have a couple interaction points here with sort of taking that data or interacting with your watch. On the one side, let's continue talking about after I've done a workout. That's going to go into fitness. And the way fitness works is just like Garmin Connect. It's just like the Coros app or the Sunto app. Whatever it is that you're using, this is going to sync that data here. And then from here, it's going to make a decision on kind of what to do with that thing. So here's an example of an outdoor run. I can see my workout time, my distance, my average pace, heart rate. You know, you're broke up into splits. Uh, heart rate readings, kind of all that data uh, that you would expect to see, even at really interesting things like vertical oscillations, so are you off the ground too much or not, what's your average cadence, uh, ground contact, stride length. So there's a lot of stuff in here to really dig into and, and get information about what it is that you're doing. The other side, though, is like what about this data to share? So sort of on the social side of things, yes, you can sync all this information to Strava, uh, that is part of the um, that's part of how this works, and it really goes through this setting here, which is your device settings, and you just connect Apple Health is really all that it comes down to, and then once you do that, all of the workouts that you do are going to upload into Strava in the background, and you can just tell it to do its thing, and because the watch has Wi-Fi and cellular and all that stuff, it's a very quick process um, to get that done. So there's a little bit of the app interface and, and basically you've got all that rich data just like you have on all your other apps 
um, that are out there, again, like Garmin Connect or, or the Coros app for kind of really getting that info and then for sharing that externally, it, it can go to those other applications. Again, I'm, I'm using Strava like I think majority of people are, uh, but there are other platforms and you just need to see if Apple Health is sort of a sync target. All right, so let's talk a little bit about safety. So this is an Apple Watch. It is a smartwatch. It has cellular connectivity. Because of that, it has some interesting concepts here that maybe aren't as apparent in other sport watches that are on the market here. And that is, you know, the Apple commercials that you've seen where guy runs into the back of a car and his watch sort of says, I, I detect a, a, a crash. Same thing applies here. It has crash detection. It has fall detection. And also with this big speaker on here, it actually has a siren built in. And I'm going to hit that in three, two, one. Turn your speakers down. And what that does is if something happens and you sort of fall off of the trail or get hurt, you've got this siren versus constantly screaming. You can set that, turn it on, and it's going to beep and beep and beep and go in a very, I'd say, uh, annoying, which is proper, way that is going to catch your ear and, and kind of make you hear it. So I guess there was a bunch of tests done, sort of at the siren and the frequency and the loudness and sort of how it cascades and goes up and goes down. Uh, that is supposed to be attentive grabbing to the ear. It's not as loud as like a whistle that you could have, but it does constantly go. So it sort of takes the you out of having to constantly blow into something. You can actually turn that siren on and it's going to do that. Um, it's going to do that for you. Again, it's got cellular. So because of that, if by chance I crashed into a tree, actually I had a coworker do this on his bike, his Apple Watch called for an emergency and he got pulled out because of, of that. The other thing I'm gonna call out here is a safety feature, and that is something specific here, and that is the Compass app. So if you look at any of the marketing on the Apple side, you'll see that. And one, it presented itself here, uh, where you can say Compass track back. So I could hit that and basically start laying down uh, a footpath, or I can go into uh, the actual, all the apps, the all app screen, and find my way to compass. You can see why that action button is really helpful uh, in there and jump into the screen. And this has a couple of functions that are, that are built into it. One is that track back function. So as a note, this watch does not lay down a track for you automatically. So when you start a run, you are running inside of the workout app. It's tracking your pace, it's tracking your distance. It is laying down a map in the background but it is not laying down a map that you can, if by chance you take a wrong turn, go back and follow. So there are some triggers in the Compass app that will look for connection. When's the last time it was able to talk to cellular and some other things or talk to your phone over cellular and then will supposedly lay down a pin. But the most surefire way to like make sure you have a track back is literally to come into this app uh, that is Compass start that and lay down this track back. Uh, and you can do some interesting things inside of this app. So as you can see, I'm kind of laying down a, a track right now. I'm in my office, it's not gonna do a whole lot, uh, but it does allow for kind of scrolling in, right, in and out. I don't get a lot of information here necessarily, so think of it more as 
kind of a as the crow flies is the way the data is presented on here. And in fact, uh, I can lay down you know various points of interest and such to, to go back to a spot. So if I parked my car, one, it usually leaves a parked car spot by default, but in case you start at a trailhead that's farther away, you could lay that down and sort of go back to it. But it does, it, it lacks sort of in the details um, of, of information. You don't get much in way of contour. Uh, it is mainly just a line. It doesn't give you intersecting data that you've gone through or trails that you've passed or anything like that. It's very much just sort of laying down a track as you go. So this is one of those things that I think from a safety standpoint is sort of too complicated. Uh, I would have liked to have seen this Compass app and sort of the track back function like an option to just turn on automatically inside of a workout because if you don't turn it on, it doesn't do it. Uh, or it, you have to rely on a bunch of kind of other factors and you have to hope that it sort of starts the track back feature for you. So um, that's one part. And then the second part is because it is an app, the way that you interface between this, if you are lost on a trail run and you wanna get back to where you started, you're kind of bouncing in and out of these two. So, okay, I'm back here. I see how long I've ran. I think it was about a mile back, right, as an example. I'm gonna go back into the Compass app. And as a reference point, if your hands are wet or sweaty or you're wearing gloves, all this becomes even a little bit harder uh, to kind of navigate through. But it does serve some base functionality for tracking back. Again, you just wanna make sure that you remember to turn it on. And speaking of maps and track back, Let's talk about what I would say is probably the largest glaring hole in this device uh, as it stands. And that is the fact that you do not have maps built in. You do not lay down a track, as I mentioned in that compass part. There's nowhere in these screens where you're getting the route that you just did or are running. Like that doesn't appear anywhere where that line is laying down a sort of a breadcrumb behind you. Again, unless you use that compass function that I just talked about. Um, so when you are running a route, let's use an example here of, let's say I uh, want to do this outdoor run and maybe I want to um, run a route that I've done before. There is no function of uploading a GPX file to this. So if you get a race route or something along those lines or if buddies are going out on a run together, and you guys are all gonna you know, run the same route and put that on your watch, or you're gonna go somewhere you don't know, that is not a, a base function of the watch. What it does have is this ability to race a route that you've already run. So you can see here, kind of scrolling through, there are a couple of routes that from my house are gonna be a part of this that I've done in the past. And the trigger is really simple. You've had to have done the route multiple times, I believe twice, and then you have to be close to that start spot. And once you do, it presents itself. So this menu only exists of these couple of routes here when I'm close to the starting point. And then once you're in it, it only tells you if you're off course, it doesn't tell you how to get back onto it. So that's one of the big major misses, I think, as it relates to trail running, to the rate running races, to doing these types of things is there is no functionality out of box for this device to give you that mapping that you want or that I want and that is a big part of kind of my day-to-day -day training. It records well, you've got the Compass app, 
it's just all kind of clunky, kind of bouncing in and out of a couple of different places. So what I didn't expect was that the smartwatch features were gonna play quite as big a role as they did. Um, I didn't expect sort of the level of uh, wow, I think that I, as lack of a better term, that I experienced from using this watch day to day. I think that's the real power of this is you know, what it lacks in those other areas for, it makes up for in the smartwatch side of things. You know, I kind of have everything I need with me. If I want to check into my flight, it's on my watch. If I want to, you know, find out where my car is parked, uh, where I parked my car at, and because I went to a concert or something like that or parked somewhere new, I can literally get out of the car. This thing remembers where it was, and I hit the button. I'm like, oh, yeah, I just walk up there and, and go do it. It is a smart watch, right? And that's what you're getting. You're getting all of this kind of really great, let's call it consumer or, or quality of life stuff that's built in, like messaging, like mindfulness, like there's just so much here. Um, Spotify, the news, like I can use my, my email from work. There's just all these really great things uh, that are, are here for me to take advantage of that I can look through really easily and see all my my stuff and I can download those on the fly um, I can take phone calls with this thing right I can hit phone I can literally call my wife right through here and hit those buttons have a conversation I can pay for food I can you know again the what this sort of lacks in the other part I was a little bit mesmerized if you will with the other functions that came in with it that I wasn't expecting and when you compare that to something like this, you realize just how sort of binary these types of devices are as it relates to the smartwatch function. These two are not even in the same ballpark, right? And this can accept a call or deny a call. This can give me a notification that someone sent me a text. I can even read that text, but I can't really reply in a full fidelity way. I'm sort of stuck with, a yes or a no or some pre-can type of information so this to me was really an unexpected benefit i think of of what came out of using a smartwatch and that that is that i didn't have to have my phone with me all the time uh, there was a level of freedom there that was just unexpected and you know when you pair this with headphones as an example like it's right there on your wrist so if you're out for a run you start your workout I'm going out for my run. I can quickly swipe over and, you know, grab my music right here, connect it to whatever headphones that I might have. Uh, again, anything with Bluetooth are going to connect right up and I can start listening to that information. And if someone calls, I get the call. Like the workflow or sort of lack of uh, is, is pretty enticing and I get it. And I would say even someone that's in technology that didn't traditionally use this, I was very much impressed uh, with sort of the integration. Again, you got to be in the Apple ecosystem to really take advantage of it, um, but that's uh, a, a lot of people in the United States are, um, so that's you know just something to keep uh, in mind. All right, the last thing that I want to talk about is sort of filling the gap, and what do I mean by that? Well, I mentioned the maps thing and sort of what a big miss that felt like for me, and I went and did a little exploring and found some apps online that, that fill that gap 
there are a couple of apps that I found that work really well. And the one that I'll talk about here is this Work Outdoors. And Work Outdoors is basically a full-blown sport watch application. And you get to choose sort of what it is that you're doing. Um, but where this fills the gap is in this map. And this map area lets you go on your phone, select a location, add that map. It sends it in tiles. Think about this square as a tile. It sends over the tiles, and then you are able to uh, add a route from underneath. So we can, we can go to settings. I can hit one of my routes. I have one of them on here. It's the Nasty Junior is the name of it. And I can drop that route on there. Now it's selected. And if I head back here to my map, all right, so we start to see this route is on the watch. And now I can literally go here, I can park. It's gonna give me turn-by-turn -turn directions. The map's there, all the stuff that was sort of missing before is here. And there are a couple of different apps that, that use this and there's different ways that you can do this. But ultimately, if you're finding that this watch, and I think this is endemic of what this device has. I've talked a whole lot about core functionality. This is the difference here between this and this. If this doesn't have what you want, you're kind of stuck, right? You can change screens, you can do this, you can do that. This thing literally has thousands and thousands of apps that you can use to make the device fit in a way that fits for you. And this Work Outdoors is a prime example of how that happens. I think the thing I'll point out though is that it is, it is a third-party application. And what that means is that you're reliant on updates from this app you're reliant on you know it maintaining the same battery standards as the workout app does and those types of things and I found that to be the case um, but it's just something that you do have to think about because it's not the native function of the device to do the types of things at least the mapping in the way that this is but if you really want lots of screens and and different uh, different options on your watch I'd recommend this as something you could go check out I have no you know, financial interest or anything like that. There's a co couple other apps that allow for drawing of routes and those types of things. But this one, I felt like let me kind of get the screens that I wanted, let me do the mapping that I wanted, and sort of allowed me to get sort of that, I don't know, closer, if I will, to my Garmin, which I've got just very comfortable to because of having that map data always available. And when you're off the grid, let's call it, or at least out of cellular range, this to me, uh, was a game changer in terms of using the, the device. In closing, what's my final impression? Well, if the question is, should you buy this watch versus a high-end Garmin, a high-end Koros, Polar, Suunto, it's, it's not an easy answer, and, and it depends. And that's not generally the answer that people want to hear, but it really depends on what it is that you need. This device... I feel like has been really great from Monday through Friday. When I know what I'm doing, when I know what I'm getting into, when I need to be able to potentially take a phone call because my oldest daughter needs to get a hold of me while she's watching my youngest daughter or the school has to call me or something happens and I'm out and about because I got a free afternoon and I go for a run, I can still be connected to work. I can download a podcast. I can listen to music. I have sort of access to do what I need to do 
and still be connected without having to carry a phone in my back pocket or put on a waist belt or anything like that to have that storage. And that's a very freeing feeling that you just don't get. Yes, other watches on the market allow for notifications and some light interactions, but I can literally take a phone call on this watch by putting my wrist up to my mouth. I can have earbuds on and I can send out a text message. That is a feeling of sort of, I don't know, freedom and engagement that on one hand is maybe too connected, but on the other hand is like kind of this idea of like, wow, I can really feel like why this could be great. Where it misses is all the maps. I, I don't trust that what it has on it for sort of maps, the lack of the ability to put a GPX file on there and follow a route natively. I just don't have the comfort in that third party ecosystem. Like I want that to be a core function of the watch and as of right now, it isn't. And again, you can do it. And I'm sure there's plenty of, of folks online that are gonna say, I could use app like this. I've used this app, I've used this app and I did it. And trust me, I've done that as well. I just sort of have apprehension about it because it feels like it should be there and it feels like it should be a bigger part of the package. So where to go with that? And I think it's this. If you're an Apple user, obviously that's a step in. If you've been using an Apple watch for training and you're looking at, I could really just use some better battery life or maybe something a little more rugged, also an option. Or if you're coming from that entry level watch space and now you're trying to think, do I want this Apple watch? that's a smart watch that does all this stuff that can track my runs or do I want this Garmin Coros high-end device that can track all my runs and it comes down I think to this do you want a sports watch that has some smart watch functionality or do you want a smart watch that has some sport watch functionality and that's the differing point in that this is a smartwatch first. You can tell that by the way that you interact with it, by the touch first design, by sort of bouncing in and out of apps, by the way that the Compass app is disconnected from the running app and you kind of have to bounce back and forth if you want to use those two independently and kind of what that brings if it's wet or you're sweaty and sort of some of the navigation that comes with that. How often does that happen? Right? Those are questions you want to keep in mind as you're thinking about buying this. Whereas uh, those other watches are built sport first. My location is already there. The map is getting laid down as I run. I don't have to worry about sweating. They have touch, but my main interaction is through buttons that I can just navigate up and down. But then I can't just walk away from the house and not take my phone. I have to be connected. I can't download music like as I'm going. So that's your split. That's your that's kind of your decision point because you can get through a really long distance race using this Apple Watch. You can even use the old battery trick where you plug it in uh, while you're going and it keeps recording. That all is there to do and to have just sort of how much fuss do you want? And for me at this point I'm more of a set it and forget it. I want to start my watch. I want to know that it's going to work. I want to be able to look down. I want to be able to see that my map is available to me. 
and I don't want to have to think about like, did I start this? Did I start that? Is my battery going to last for 24, 30 hours, whatever that number might be. So that's kind of the decision point. But if you're only doing that once or twice a year, then this is a pretty awesome setup. Um, so it's really about that. Where do you want sort of your functionality to go? And I would just close with this. This is version one of this watch. Apple is a very gigantic company. They have a market cap of close to $3 trillion. They've got lots of R&D and lots of things that they can do. And in a traditional Apple sense, they sort of work their way into things slowly and then sort of become the standard. Is that gonna happen here? That's hard to say, but foundationally you can see where this is going and know that that is a company that has deep enough pockets that if they are so interested in really going all in, they have that ability to do so. So with that said, questions, comments, are you using a smartwatch for your training? Do you have these sort of splits that you think about? Um, what's your device of choice right now and why? Leave those in the comments below. Thanks for watching. We'll catch you next time.